BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple Arslings, the Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Melissa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wire's Fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Episode 6. You know, this it's is... It's a doozy. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, I... This is both of our first podcasts. Neither of us have really done it before, but I've really enjoyed the process, like learning how to do this whole new medium. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's been it's I feel like it's going pretty well. I mean, I'm having like a blast. Is it like keeping me up at night thinking about how my voice sounds on like, oh, God, the show (laughs) and not wanting to hear myself speak ever again? Yes, it is like. Well, that's, but other than that, yeah, if like, I just don't listen to myself, I think we're going to be fine. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, when you do, like, an interview or something over the phone, you can have somebody else transcribe, transcribe. it. I and do. you don't, yeah, me too. Like, hey, Rev, thanks for all you do. Because I can't Shout handle. Shout out to, I, to Rev. <laughs> you the best. Like, I can't handle um, the sound of my own voice in recording. But now, when we have to, like, go back and check stuff, I have to hear yeah. it. And it's just... It it's great. Me. So, <laughs> so hopefully, it, really hopefully gross. you guys like our voices if you're still sticking around. But uh, Look, it's, it's I'm no, sure if they don't, they'll let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't wait to read the comments. But um, but yeah, yeah. It's been a new little source of anxiety in that respect. But everything else, I've really had a blast like learning how to do this. Yeah, it's been great. I feel like we've also um got to like chat a little bit more about shows i mean this show obviously but like shows in general which i always appreciate because it's like sometimes i think you can just be watching show after show and like get so into that where you're like what does the rest of the world think about this Mm, (laughs) yeah it's like it's good to like hear someone else's thoughts and not just like live in my own head every day yeah i agree and although sometimes it's like it's hard to sometimes talk to people who are outside of like television media because nobody watches as many shows as we do so like i'll mention something to my friends and they'll be like i've never even heard of this and i'm like oh my god but twitter's obsessed with it how could you not know and then i'm like oh yeah no they aren't extremely online it's fine they're like outside living their lives and having children (laughs) yes like doing things that normal people do yeah a lot of my friends are not on twitter either so it's just like when i'm like yeah like twitter's freaking out about this they're like what? what? Like, so- sometimes I wonder if they even know what Twitter is. Like, it's like Instagram is a big deal. Sure. Snapchat is a big deal. Sure. Because it's like those are like people that you know, you know. image. Yeah, it's it's people, you know, and it's like image focused. You know what I mean? Twitter right. is just for like people that want to like get on and rant mm-hmm. or, you know, industry people that have to like stay up to date on shit that's happening. Right. So it does feel like you live in a different world sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. All that to say, we are slowly losing our minds, and (laughs) uh, but But you're keeping us sane out there, right? And as we lose our minds, hopefully, at least it's funny and interesting. So you know, 
we're sacrificing our sanity for you, the listener. Serious. Yeah, really. And (laughs) also this this podcast gives us a chance. Um, I love when we open with our small talk kind of stuff because I wanted to talk to you about something today that I saw on Twitter. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So none of my other friends are going to understand or know what I'm talking about. So I have to like discuss it with you. Yes. Uh, Did you see this story? I think it was on BuzzFeed, of course. About this woman that like masturbated during Tom Hiddleston's Broadway play. Yes. Oh my God. What I saw the fuck? that. People just people have no boundaries. Gross. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I get it. Tom Hiddleston's a babe, but like, mm. go back to your hotel room and do that later. Like, like not- the rest of us <laughs> go home. <laughs> but like, yes, I read about that, and it was just that's such a horrible violation. You know, like it's it's disgusting. a violation to the performers. It's a violation to your fellow theater goers like I just I can't I can't imagine living in that kind of delusionment that that would be seen as something okay to do well it's and for anyone who has been to a Broadway play in in the city in New York City you know you know all of those theaters it doesn't matter what theater you're in like it's small and crowded those seats are like for toddlers, like you just have to like squeeze yourself in. You're, yeah, you're packed like sardines to like see this performance. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have a bunch of space. Like movie theaters, especially like now, like you get recliners and there's like some space. You know what I mean? It's almost right. like a individual viewing. Mm-hmm. Not so for Broadway. Like yeah. it's you're in there in it. So to do that, to like have the balls to do that in that setting. I mean, and it's quiet in a uh, theater. Like, yikes. Well, and that's, such a, that's such a minimalist play, too. Like, Betrayal, yeah. it's just, like, the three of them up on stage, and, like, that's it. Yeah, there's no musical moments. You no. know what I mean? It, this isn't Lion King up right. there. Not, not to say that you should go and masturbate in the Lion King because there's at least music to mask it, but, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, I mean, I that just... would indicate, like, some kind of forethinking and <laughs> rationality of, like, I... well, I don't want to disturb people too much <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it just so shows that anybody can be a creep because yes. yikes yikes yeah i saw that too and i just i couldn't believe it like how horrific yeah i saw it like first thing this morning and it was like just going around on like message boards but i think like page six picks it picked it up so he'll probably see it and that oh, no. sucks. Oh, poor baby <sighs> yeah because it is like such a good play and I'm sure, like, they're all fantastic in it. It's got a really good cast. Yeah. Other than just him, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go see Betrayal, but, but don't please. masturbate during it. <laughs> Keep your hands out of your pants. Please. Uh, Jesus. Like, can't believe I have to say this to adults, you sh- but You please. shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. So, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is, I, All right. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I just wanted to open with that because I feel like, you know, just a PSA. If you're going to go see a show, just, Keep you your know, hands out of your pants. save the masturbating for later for at the hotel room. Right. I mean, it's... I know it's asking a lot, but I think you can do it. I believe in all of you. So, <laughs> uh, well, Let's with go that. on to episode six. <laughs> What a great segue. Right. So seamless. Don't masturbate in theaters. And also, don't try and pretend to be a Dane and fuck over some Britons because it's not going to end well for you. Not going to work for you, especially yeah. when you just, like, 
you bring along Ethelwald and all these other Saxons that are clearly not Danes. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of this episode, it really shows, like, how how deeply fractured, like, Uhtred and Mildred's relationship is. Like, this is beyond just some squabbling. Like, this is deep, fundamental, like, religion, values, everything kind of coming apart between them. Leave me and I'll go directly to the church and have our son blessed. Then he won't be my son. May God forgive you for saying such a thing. Which God? What has happened to you? What has happened to the kindness and perhaps even the love you have once shown me? I was made to crawl. Yes, before God. We all fall to our knees before God. I won't forget what Alfred did to me in the name of his God. I reject that God. I will excuse myself. Uhtred does not look, he does not look good here. Like, no, not a good look for him. Like, I get it. Oswald was a thief, but, like, his kids don't deserve that. You know what I mean? Like, and refusing mm. to pay the Weir Guild is, it's honestly bullshit because he's all, you know, oh, they'll live, they'll be fine. Honestly, probably not, my man. Like, if they don't have a provider, what are, like, these are young children. They are going to starve to death without their father and without the, you know, money to replace him. Yeah, it's it's um, uncharacteristically cruel of Uhtred. Yeah, very to callous. do that, and I think it's it's born more of his like lingering anger towards Alfred and what happened, sure, than to really anything to do with Oswald's family. Uh, it's, and I think you know Mildred constantly like arguing for it is not helping it at this point because it's just. You're kind of, you know, you're beating that dead horse because he's already pissed. He's not going to do it. I mean, at this point, I would just, like, find a way to do it myself and just not tell him because I don't think Uhtred's going to change his mind. Unfortunately, for Mildred, I think, yeah, I think the honeymoon is obviously over. over. Way, (laughs) way, 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 way over. Lasted a year, um, which I guess is a pretty long time in medieval times. Yeah. Uh, But it sours, like, very quickly after episode five and after that kind of penance uh, crawl that he has to do. Yeah. um, There's uh, poor Leia Fridge is just, like, caught in the middle of it. Oh, my God. Poor Leia Fridge forever. The third wheel. Yeah. God. Just so many times, every time he tries to get up and leave while they're arguing over, like, dinner, it's just, it's such such a cringe moment because, Yeah. yeah, there's... There's a lot of issues between these two. They're not going to be able to get over it just because neither one of them wants to, like, see the other side. Yeah. And I think it, the the main, like, takeaway is I think if there was real, you know, love and affection there that it these are things they could have, like, talked about and worked on. But mm-hmm. I think because this is an arranged marriage and they didn't know each other before. I mean, they're both hot, so it's like, yeah, let's, like, hook up and, like, have some fun. Yeah. But when the going gets rough, that's when you realize, you know what? I'm just kind of stuck with this person. I'm not really in love with this person. I think you can definitely you definitely get that idea when they, you know, when she's like, are you the man that I used to care for? And he was like, are you still the woman I ached to plow? I'm like, oh, uh, Uhtred. Oh, my God. My dude. It's a bad look. Yeah. He don't care, though. He doesn't. Like, like he, I, yeah, that's like the biggest takeaway from this episode is Uhtred doesn't give a shit about anything except what he wants. Yeah, and here's what's, like, really surprising to me about that is 
not so much how he treats Mildred, because at the mm. end of the day, yes, this he is someone who still you've... pays off the debt for. Like that's yeah, nice, he, I guess. I mean, he does some nice things. He he still has that honor like somewhere in him, right? But there's a real detachment. He has like very purposefully separated himself not only from Mildred but from their son. I yeah. mean, he is. It's almost like he's setting himself up to leave. Like, he knows how it's going to go, and he's just trying to kind of, like, I don't know, like, just rip that Band-Aid off. You know what I mean? Like, cut yeah. the cut the fat in a way because he knows, you know, if things sour with Mildred, he's not going to see his son. And some of that is because of his beliefs and how he's treated in the village. And then some of that is because he just doesn't want to live that life. So it, but it's really weird because he was so about seeing Mildred and his son. And then the next just episode, one episode ago, right, right. It's a rough episode, and nobody really comes off looking great. So, but yeah, yeah. so he like pretty much cuts those ties with Mildred and is like, "All right, I'll like get your debt, whatever." But after that, we're pretty much done. And I just, I feel like this is stuff they should have worked through before they had a kid. Right. I mean, you were, it's been at least nine months, you know, I'm thinking probably like a year. So, like, you didn't like chat about baptisms at all, like in that time. Right. I mean, you're just humping and washing clothes and plowing a There's field. There's plenty like, of room to chat about how they're going to raise of down their time. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's not good. So, so yeah, Uhtred and Leo Frick ride off with their dudes to go and plunder Britons. And, you know, I I must admit, I am a lifelong horse girl. So I love the shots of everybody just, like, galloping I around. I know that about you. Yeah. I, like, took riding lessons from the time I was six till I was about 14. Like, I competed. Oh, I know. So, like. <gasps> you competed? Yeah. I did, like, pony club, the whole deal. Like. Look at you, little fancy bitch. I <laughs> Yeah, so, like, whenever they're, like, galloping shots, I'm like, oh, that looks so fun. But, um. (laughs) I want to go, like, plunder and pillage. Yeah. On a horse. (laughs) So, yeah, that stuff I'm always like, hell yeah. But I just, this whole whole mission just seems like a bad idea from the get-go. And that becomes even more apparent when old Athelwald shows up. And I just, I feel like a good litmus test is... If you're doing something and Athelwald wants to be in on it, it's a bad idea. Yeah, that that should have, like, halted the road trip right there for me. Yeah. Um, Because he was so into it. So uh, into it. <laughs> uh, with his, like, little Danish face paint and his braid, I was like, oh, this is like a little that, kid dressing up in his big brother's clothes. It is not exactly good. exactly what it was. But you know what? That was what it was, I felt like, for all of them. Because, so, Uhtred is also having way too much fun doing this and it's like it it almost is like what is the point of your life right now because you could have been doing this for real with with real danes right yeah and like just living the life you love this so much that could have been your whole fucking life right but now you're doing it and you're having to do it in secret and you're having to raid these like really poor villages that they only have potatoes like and you're getting frustrated about that but it's because, like, you're doing it with people and in a place where you're not supposed to be, you right. know? So it's like, 
you're making life so much more difficult for yourself. Like, look how much you enjoy this. Just go do it full time. It's like one of those things where it's like you should the job you have should be something you love to do. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Like not a hobby. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's exactly it. Make your hobby your full-time job. Right. Uhtred, just go be a Dane for real. God, it's it's really frustrating because he's just so, I mean, like, so happy as a clam. Just yeah. so excited to be doing this. And I'm just like, why? Uh, You're so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leo Fritch is not really happy about uh, Ethelwood coming along for nope. obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, there's some some real bad blood there between those two, mm-hmm. and I loved like getting to see Leo Fritch like just get a little like pissed and like just want to kill Ethelwald. Like they should have let he's him such do a it. Funny dude, they I know saved, they should have saved so much heartache down the line if they had just killed Ethelwald right there. But here's the deal: like right now. Uh, we know what Ethelwald becomes, mm. but, and I think eventually, like, Leo Fritchardi has a read on him. I think Uhtred gets one later, later on. Yeah. But right now, Ethelwald is fun. I mean, yeah. he's a well, fun person to have along. That's, uh, that's the thing. He's a, like, we hate him, but he's such a good character. And he does, like, it's, uh, he sucks. But also, he adds so much, like, interest to every episode that he's in that, like, you're right. I don't want him to die, even though I think he should die because, like, he's such a shitster and every show needs a shitster. So true. And I think I think Uhtred appreciates that about him as well. It's like, mm. he's got some—we see that when he joins them um, on their raids and he kind of maps out where they are and where they should go. And it's, you know, everyone's kind of surprised that he has— some kind of intelligence and it's like no this dude is actually pretty smart he does just hide it very well and he also gives into his vices a little too much so i think utrid recognizes that in him as as far as like yeah he's a fun person to have around like he's you you're always going to have someone to crack jokes on you know what i mean if you've got ethelwald there but also he serves a bit of a purpose um if you can find a way to manage him i know so. it was a very like interesting moment when you see that actually ethelwald does have some tactical value when he's like telling them like, all the oh, stuff whoa. i'm like oh okay he actually knows stuff <laughs> that's what i leofridge was too he's like i didn't know you knew this stuff he's like yeah i'm an educated man i just hide it well and leofridge is like uh-huh. yeah very well <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, same. Yeah. The king greets you. He does. I hear nothing. You are pagans. The king is Christian and will only speak with you through me. If you would come forward and pay your respects. So, yeah, they're like off pillaging and they end up in this sort of hall of this Britain king, King Peridur, which I thought was kind of a silly name. but Peridur. Sounds like a, a dog. A breed of dog. Yeah. Parader. Yes, a, a pure breed parader. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's a, he's definitely not Alfred. No, well, that's the thing. Like, you roll up and you're like, oh, yeah, like, nobody's as well off as Essex, Wessex because, like, you know, this guy's apparently a king, but his, you know— his castle isn't exactly anything to sniff at. Right. And his wife definitely has some kind of skin pox? disease happening. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, one of his wives. You've got the, one po- of his the wives. pox wife and then you have the shadow wife and or Oof. the sha- yeah, shadow queen. And uh, I just I know that she's like cool or whatever, but Isolde is not my favorite 
of. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, she just, I don't know, with her, like, white girl dreads and her virginity powers, I'm just like, ugh. I feel like Isolt is, like, the manic pixie dream girl of The Last Medieval Kingdom. <laughs> Like, she doesn't really have a personality. She's just, like, there to be hot and, like, make eyes at Uhtred. And, like, yeah, she kind of, you know, she helps him out a little bit. But there's not, there's just, there's not a lot going on there. I just, I, she's, she's fine. Okay, so I'm going to disagree. Only okay. because, okay. That's again, fair. I do, I like to see different women on the show and the, the forms that they take. I'm there with you on the dreads. White girls should not wear dreads. Just don't I don't do think it. that's like something that's difficult to do. <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do but it. But that aside, I feel like the the virginity thing like feels very smart to me because I don't know if that's really true. You know what I mean? That yeah. happens like you see that a lot in old stories and like fables and history and stuff where it's like oh they needed to remain pure to be able to have visions or something. Um and it's like, I don't know how much of that is real or if it's a, the woman's way of, like, protecting herself because she is a commodity. And if she has this power and she's pretty, of course, like, dudes are going to want to, like, have their way with her. So I kind of view it as, like, well, maybe this is her just, like, finding a way so where, like, when she gets captured by old dirty kings like this Paradair fella, yeah. uh, she doesn't have to, like, bone him. You know what I mean? That's, so You know, that's actually a really interesting way to look at it because I was looking at it more as, like, a fetishization of virginity, which mm. is always just kind of, like, ugh, to me. So yeah. that, okay, I like that interpretation I a mean, lot that, better. It, it could be, I mean, we could go into, like, more episodes and find out that she really does lose all of her power once she's been deflowered, and that's so gross. But... For right now, I'm just like buying into this uh, lie that I've told myself. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But it's I do well, want to think that well she's reasoned. smart. It's a well reasoned <laughs> lie if it is a lie. Thank so. you, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to add a, a bit of feminism in wherever I can with mm, this show. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. I think you know she obviously wields some power in sure. this, this little kingdom, and I appreciate that. I I always like like when I like when like women like get to be like witchy and mm. i feel like she's oh, very yeah. witchy That's so true. i love some witchy shit it's true yeah, just get your witch on medieval times <laughs> i like that she's called a shadow queen that sounds like really dangerous and um like we're messing with some dark arts there sure so. sure we are the harry uh, potter generation of, so of course are, that would yeah. deeply appeal <laughs> there's a lot of boxes ticked for me with Isolt. um right so yeah so utrid and and the rest of them, they kind of take on this job for King Peridor where he has his fortress taken by another Briton. Turns out it's not like a, a rebel band of Britons. It's, it's Danes. other Danes. Uh, and you, it's hilarious when Uhtred finds out because yeah. he just goes from like, yeah, we're going to like scare the shit out of these Britons to, oh, oh shit, no, it's Danes. we're like, going to die. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it's an immediate like stop, yeah. retreat. Mm-hmm. We've got to think about this. And I really liked that. Name yourself. I'm Udred Ragnarsson. Who are you? Scorpa of the White Horse. This um, sword Dane, Scorpa of the White Horse, him and his bloody <laughs> teeth, I just, like, ugh, I could not handle that. But okay, yeah. does he not—he looks like someone who spent, like, way too long at, like, Burning Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, definitely— Like, he's just baked in the sun. Mm-hmm. 
he's been probably eating some like scraps. mushrooms, tripping on I don't know. tripping on mushrooms, something. But yeah. his whole energy was very like dark, chaotic, and I did not like it. Yeah, do not trust this dude. But they did. Um, That's the but thing. They do. <laughs> but Utra does. And that, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, like, yes, you know, Peridar was awful, like, tram, whatever. But, like, trusting that guy so quickly and being like, yeah, of course, we'll, like, fight with you and it'll be fine. It's just, look at your life. Look at your choices, Utrecht. I feel like you're making really bad decisions right now. And it was a bad decision. The first betrayal of the king, I'm totally on board with. I think that was a smart play, and you could say we're going to split it. But I think once you see him kill that king, even though he's said he's given his word that he'll let him live, that's when you start planning, okay, this dude's probably going to, like, betray me too. How can we, like, head this off and not have that happen? And I don't think that thought went into Uhtred's head at all. No, word to the wise. Don't trust a dude that rips out throats with his teeth. Like, just don't. Don't. Like, he does it for fun. It's not to, like, you know, last-ditch effort to, like, kill someone and protect himself. He just likes to bite necks. Uh, so, yeah. Something's yeah. gone on there. It's not good. But it's not good. They, you know, betray the king, come back to the hall. Uh, Isolt is there. She's like, yep, sitting on the seat, but underneath me is all the silver. Have at it. They do. And Scorpa, uh, of Immediately course. Immediately turns on him. Like, immediately. Yeah, and Leofrich is like, how would he share this? And he's like, uh, we, we don't, don't share it. Yeah. It's all mine. And Uhtred, the only fucking thing that is on Uhtred's mind is give me the girl. Congratulations, I mean, just... Uhtred. You played yourself again. Again. Oh, boy. Think with your brain, brain for a second. Please. It's up there. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He's like so easily manipulated. For, by women, not by women, but for women. And I'm like, he's manipulated Utrecht, by his dick. By is his what it dick. Because <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm like, Utrecht, you're out here just trying to earn some money so you can get out of this debt and leave your wife cold turkey. And you're throwing it all away for this girl that you saw one time in a hall. And I'm just like, I get it. She's like alluring, whatever. But come on, please play the long game for once in your godforsaken life, Utrecht. Please. Yeah. But he's he doesn't and really he's he doesn't have to because at the end of the day She had more so money. Scorpa leaves, she she knew where the real money was. She yep. knew where the real silver was. Mm-hmm. So he lucks out again. again. So he won't learn anything. So he's not learning a lesson. Yep. It's like quit saving him. Like let him like Drown. Really suffer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. Very frustrating. And then, so they get their money, they split it up, and he kind of parts ways with his company, and he takes her to his wife's house. Like, I get it. He and Mildred are done, but this is so petty. Like, it's so petty to come parading parading his new side piece up in front of his wife and, like, completely ignore his son, whatever. It's just, it's, 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 again, it's a bad look. It's fucking rude. Like, Earl Ragnarsson would be so disappointed. Like, that's not how you go about things. Like, if you want to, like, peace out on your family, that's one thing. Ugh. But do it do it in a respectful way because she has not earned any of that. You no. know what I mean? Like, right. you knew who she was before you married her. Right. You've known who she was while you've been married. Like, just just respect that. Religion is something that's very important to her. You don't agree with it, so you're going to have to split. But you don't have to be an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't 
people. You do not have to be assholes. It's so easy not, not to, to be, be an asshole in this world. Yes. Just don't. I agree. I agree. <sighs> so, so yeah, he tells her her debt is paid off, but also they're pretty much done, and he doesn't care about a son either. Yikes. Gross. Yeah. It's not good. So Mildred is like, all right, I'm going to leave because at least they're nice to me at the Autos. So I'm going to go. Thanks for forcing me to leave, basically, now that the land is rightfully mine. Like, that mm. made that made me so sad for her, you know? Like, she's finally free from this crushing debt that she didn't incur. Like, this is a debt she inherited from her father. And now it's gone, and she can't even stay in her home. That sucks. Yeah, she can't even enjoy it. That's, right. It's such shit. Like, yeah. again, women really had it so rough, and it's like, dudes, like, if there's anything you can do to make it not as bad yeah. on them, like, maybe do it. Maybe like, it do doesn't, it. It doesn't cost you anything to, like, just be kind to your fucking wife. Wife? Like, She's his wife. Come on. I just, mm. it, it just, it was a very frustrating episode for me. I did appreciate, though, you know, Mildred has some fire in her. She and does. you see that when she confronts Azul and is like, I'm talking to my husband, like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, when, I don't know who you are. Oh, my God. When Azul was like, you are no longer a part of Uhtred's path, I just, I felt for Mildred like, in that bitch. moment. And I was like, <laughs> you are in her home, like, getting ready to bone down with her husband. Show her the slightest bit of respect. Come on now. Come I on now. I don't want... Yeah, I don't need any woman in dreads and a purple cape <laughs> telling me what path I'm on, okay? Yeah. Like, it, just stick it, stay in your lane. Go back like, to Party this, Express and let me live my life. Good God, seriously. So it's it's really frustrating. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. And there's nothing to say in Uzra's defense. Like, that was just so uncalled for. Yeah. And in the end, it was so fucking stupid because, you know, so he's spending all this time. He goes and pays off his debt. Good job. Yep. I like that. There you go. Then he goes home and rubs it in Mildred's face. Like, yep. why even come home? Right. If you're not going to stay there, you don't want to be with your wife. You didn't even really care to see your son. What was the point of coming home? Right. Just to tell her that the debt's paid off, send her a fucking note. Right. I mean, I know you can't write, but get someone else someone to write else it. Someone else to write the letter. Um, and so this whole time that he wastes kind of just rubbing salt in this wound, yeah. uh, it gives his enemies time to plan, plan against, him. against him. Yep. Yeah. It's, Come on, buddy. Well, and so he goes back to Alfred. And I don't understand how he thought that this was going to be a good meeting. Like, yeah, he's got to go for the Witten because he's technically an elderman. But, like, he's been off fighting against their not I wouldn't call the Britons allies, but they're not an open war, you know? So he's been across the border pretending badly to be like a pillaging party of Danes. Of course Alfred is gonna hear about it. Like of course he is. Oh, well that's because Homeboy is telling everyone his fucking name. Yes. Everyone asks, who are you? Who are you? And guess what he says? (laughs) Like People know that he's Alfred's man at this point. Like you couldn't say I'm like Bob, I'm Mike. I'm, <laughs> you couldn't give another name at right. that point. Like, right. So idiot. I, he's so stupid sometimes. So stupid. You know what though? It's the criminals that don't think they're they'll get caught that do like the stupidest shit, and that is what Utrecht is. He's like cocky. he doesn't think he's gonna get caught. Right. Yep. Mm. 
Yeah. And he also, it's also this pride thing, I think. I think he wants his name known. And sure. he's had that kind of ripped away from him with the whole Ubba thing. Yeah. And so I think that also motivates him a little bit to be like, yeah, fuck, I'm Uta Dragonerson. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It's almost like I'm I'm living for me now. You know, like he doesn't feel like he has any kind of allegiance or ties to anyone. And he just wants people to, to know his name, which is also such a dude thing it's, to do. It's such a dude thing. But I also love it when he gets there and they're they're like, hey, we got to talk to you about something, Udra. And he's like, what? Oh, my God. Like, what could they possibly want to talk to me about? <laughs> and they're like, hey, this raiding party. This just seems like a bad idea, no? And he's like, um, we were patrolling your borders and protecting your kingdom. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Uhtred, if you're going to do this shit, at least own up to it when you're caught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't lie to their faces because you're not going to get away with it. He's one of those people that it's like, as soon as he comes in, everyone's like, we got to talk to you. And he's immediately like, what's happening? What did they say? Right. Like, it's like. He's like, what do you think they said? Right. Like, you know, you're right. letting on that you've done something wrong by reacting that way. And then when they say, well, we've heard this, he's just like, oh, the consequences of my actions. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was a big deal, guys. You knew it was a big deal. That's why you came in shitting your pants. Right. Because everyone found out. Like, yeah. don't give me that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not great. So, hmm. but yeah. Richard was a little fuckboy this episode is basically our recap. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that idiot. a little more, a little further on because, yeah, Uhtred can go pound sand this episode. <laughs> but yeah, like, so he is before Alfred. Alfred's like, you did this stuff. You have to die. This is bad. And then we find out, like, Leofric kind of had to sell uh. him out. Like, which it's it sucks because, you know, bros before hoes or whatever. But at the same time, like, because Uhtred is an elderman, he has quite a different degree of freedom than Leofric does. Like, yeah, Leofric is off riding through the countryside with him. But at the end of the day, like, he works for Ada and young Ada. Like, he mm. is basically owned by them and is not his own man. So, like, yeah, it sucks that he kind of, you know, has to sell Uhtred out in a way. But, like, he didn't have a choice, you know? Like, it was him or Uhtred. And I don't know. Would you die for Uhtred at this point? Hell no. I mean, I it hurts me it hurts a to lot. see it that friendship. Yeah, it hurts me to see the rift. Yeah. It's not surprising to me in a way mm-hmm. because there were many times this episode where Leo Fritch was like— This is where bad. Uhtred even questioned, why are you here? And Leo Fritch was like, to keep an eye on you. Yeah. So— even though you're like buddy buddy, you gotta know like he belongs to someone else and he's doing someone else's bidding. Maybe you're best friends and he doesn't want to be doing it. He hates the guy he works for, but he still works for that guy. You can't. This is medieval times. You can't just get out of a contract. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, and even you can see you can see how much he cares for Uhtred, even as he's like, yeah, he's got to die. He's like, I want to do it. I want to make sure that he gets a good death that he deserves. Like, right. it's an odd way of showing his love, but he's showing that he cares in the only way that he can. And I mean, that's, I think that's, yeah. That's like to let Uhtred die as, you know, a nobleman. As a, of, as a warrior and right. to go to Valhalla if that's what he wants. Like, right. he wants to give him the best death he can he can give him. Right. I guess that's like the, you know, medieval version of, like, you know, going on Twitter and declaring your love for a show or something. I don't know. It's 
try to like relate it to something that we would do now, but it's like, that's honestly, that's like the most, I think that's the most respectful and the most kind of emotional thing that Leah Fritch has done. Yeah. Like since we've seen him, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. He cares about that arsling, even if he's, you know, he's going to be the one to kill him if he has to. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I'm going to have to kill you, but I still love you. Right. this episode ends not on, looking good. No, it's not looking good. <laughs> like, yes, there are three seasons, so we know he's not going to die. But like, it's a bad spot that Uhtred finds himself in. That's for sure. It, it's a bad spot too, just because it's like at this point, if he were to die, it would feel earned. <laughs> it would be like <laughs> he hasn't you learned did this to anything yourself, yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like hard to even root for him at the end of this episode because he's just such a twat. So yeah. yeah. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe Izzolt will save him. Um, we'll see. I'm sure it's going to come down to a woman to save him at some point this season. Usually does. <laughs> Usually does. Uh. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So now it's time for our next episode, Wishes. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, what do you want to see next episode? Listen, everybody made bad decisions in this episode, and I think everybody needs to face some consequences. Like, mm. Uhtred and Leofric went off pillaging and were super shocked to find out that, ooh, that's like, <laughs> people are not going to like that when you take their stuff. Like, it just, and, you know, Mildred and Uhtred break up because, duh, religion is a big deal and that's pretty foundational to, you know, a functioning relationship. And it was super, like, <sighs> Uhtred just... Uhtred just behaved so badly, and everybody acts like an asshole in this episode. And I'm ready for everyone to get some comeuppance, you know? Mm. But, yeah, especially um, young Otto, because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He can just (laughs) fuck right off. I hate this dude. He's getting more annoying with every episode. I I want nothing else but to see him die a horrible death. That's all. I'm not asking for a lot. Just want him to go. He needs to go. The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our Arsling of the Week is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, it's a tough episode, but did you have an Arsling of the Week this week? I did, and I know you're not going to like this, Listen, but it was fine. the Shadow Queen. I get it. You made a, you made a good case for her, so I can I can understand it. <laughs> 
I mean, dreads aside, this is a bitch that knows how to make an entrance. She's got a read on where the best silver is, so you always want her on your team. And that robe. I mean, it's extra. It's a, it's a lot. It's a look. But she low-key loves the drama, and I appreciate that in a woman. So that's fair. go get yours, Shadow Queen. <laughs> I can respect that. And honestly, like, can I abstain this episode? Like, nobody Oof. nobody comes out of this episode looking good, you know? I guess I guess if I have to choose someone, like, I'll go with Mildred, which, like, honestly, in this rewatch, I'm surprising myself with how much I like her. But, mm. like, listen, she and I don't necessarily agree on matters of religion, but if my husband told me my beliefs were shit, left my people fatherless and penniless, and brought this new girl to my home— I would not have maintained the level of dignity that she did. Like, yeah, he paid off her debt, but like, oh my god, at what cost to like at what cost? at to what her dignity? Cost? Yes, to her peace of mind to her I mean, people. Like, he just. Uh, it was, I don't know. It's so weird to me because, like, maybe it's because we watched these first two seasons like super so quick quickly. Yeah, when we were first recapping this, uh, but like. I just remember really not being a fan of Mildred Me and too. thinking she was so whiny and such a brat. And looking back on it, like now when we watch these episodes, I'm just like, Mildred is him. doing her I mean, best. do what you Stab need to do. Him. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I have loved you. Don't pray for me. Yeah. There's, I just have so much sympathy for her, especially this episode, because... She tries to do the right thing by people, and and even when Uhtred treats her like shit, she still tries to, you know, kind of reason with him and find a way to kind of get to him, and yeah, he's just not about it. He's got his shadow queen. He don't care about her no more. He doesn't. He doesn't. And he just shows her that in the most unkind ways possible. But you know what, Mildred? You're better off. You're going to thrive. You're going to live your life, and you don't need that man. You don't need that man. You don't need that man. This is also a great segue, talking about turds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get ready to shame none, the worst character of this episode. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane. Anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the week. Alyssa, there were many turds this episode, but did you have one that stood out? Uhtred. Utra did bad shit and refuses to face consequences ever. I just, you know, okay, you watch The Good Place, right? Yes. Yeah, obviously. So there's that point when they're trying to teach Michael ethics and Chidi is explaining to him how murder <laughs> is bad, right? And and Michael's like, well, what if I want what he has and it would make my life a lot easier if he was dead? Like, can I still murder him then? And Chidi's like, <laughs> no. And so I kept thinking of that moment, like whenever Utra did anything this episode, I'm just like, Utra, you can't just steal people's stuff because you want it. That's not how this works, you know? Like... That's not how it works. And he was just like, well, I have to pay this debt. And yeah, these people are even more poor than I am, but I still want to take their stuff. And it just, ugh, it was hard to root for him in this episode. So yeah, Uhtred is. Uhtred really belongs in the bad place this episode. Yes, Uhtred belongs in the bad place. Uh, Hate to see it, but that's the (laughs) truth. And you know what else? Leo Fritsch deserves to be in the bad place this episode. I know that his life is not as free as Uhtred. I know that he has responsibilities and he has people that he answers to, but you could have headed off this whole thing and said, look, I'm watching you for this person who hates you. So if you want to go pillaging and plundering, 
fine. But just know that, like, I have got to report back. That's my job, you know? Like, and I felt like there were times where Leo Fritsch was trying to caution him and trying to, like, tell him to, like, back off. But then but I felt for like the there most were times part, where Leo Fritsch was encouraging him. Yeah, he was, he was pretty all in on the whole endeavor. It was even yeah. his fault, or not his fault, his idea to, like, go it do it. It was his idea. So right. that's why it just, it rings a little false for me, this kind of sudden... Uh, you know, coming to Jesus moment where he's like, oh, I'm, I did a bad thing. I'm so sorry. You know, like we need to atone for our sins. I paid off a debt to the church. And it's just like, you, this was your idea, dude. Like, and now you're throwing your best bud under the bus. I, I just don't appreciate that. I did not like this for Leo Fritsch. I didn't think it was a good look. You could tell like in that final scene, you could tell how shocked and how betrayed like Uhtred felt like he clearly cares for this person. They both care for each other. And to still to do this, even though, you know, you care for each other. It, it just ugh, it really hurt me. I will not fight these days for silver. For king, yes, but not for silver. I'm tethered by debts. So I need to raise an army and they get away further with every second. I will not allow half these men or more to die. I can give you what you need. I feel betrayed. Yes, I feel as betrayed as Uhtred does. But ugh, you're right. You're 100 percent correct on that read. Like. He did the deed. He should take some consequences, too. And everybody's making bad choices. Everyone's. And he's doing it like he's holding on to a lot of his honor by being like, you know, I followed him willingly and all this stuff. But it's like you're you're doing just enough. Right. Like you're being just enough of a good guy, even though you're ratting out your friend to, like, not earn so much hatred. Like, I just feel like it's very. It's a very measured uh, apology and a very measured, like, pointing the finger. And so it's like, I can't, like, fully hate him or fully sympathize with him. Right. So that pisses me off. Like, let me live on one side or the other. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just, it mor- was too much Moral grays, please just make it black and white. <laughs> My head hurts. I have a headache. I don't want to think about that. Exactly. Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this week. Jessica, were you moved by anything you saw on screen? I mean, not moved enough to, like, masturbate in a Broadway theater. (laughs) Uh, Good. Definitely not. No, there weren't a lot of great moments this episode for me. Um, I mean, I I like, you know, how Uhtred is kind of very overprotective of Isolt, like, from the beginning. It's a bit concerning because you just met this girl five minutes ago. But I get it. She's got nice eyeliner. um, She's got good style. So there's something there. There's a connection there. I think he also recognizes her worth. Um and her abilities and her power because he's a Dane and that's that pagan way of life like does not he doesn't have to like I think that king he was a bit pagan but he was also trying to pretend to be Christian so he had to like walk this line Uhtred doesn't have to do that he sees like how powerful Isolt is and so I think that's part of the attraction but I mean he does he decides to you know sleep with the pigs for her so that's something I guess 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best to like find something, but it was it was really hard this episode. Yeah, this episode left me dry as a bone. This episode Oof. should just be called Men. Disappointing mm. as ever because yeah, I just I mean, yeah, sure, a little courtly love with the queen, shadow queen. That's nice, but I just I was very, very upset with everybody, and I can't be horny when I'm upset. I just can't. I have a question. Have you been waiting for us? For you. And you saw what would happen. I knew that you would come. That is all. It was a desert this episode, that's for sure. Yeah. There was... There was no quenching of any kind of thirst here. Absolutely so, not. <laughs> I'm sorry that this segment is so disappointing this episode. It's not our fault. We're disappointed okay? too. <laughs> we had to live through this just like you did. And we were forced to try and find something. Yep. Okay? And we couldn't do it. Nope. And that's not our fault. We Listen, didn't fail. They did. They did. <laughs> how dare. They failed us how, all. How dare our needs not be catered to every time. Jeez. I mean, God, you know why we're watching this show. We're watching it for blood and death and horny moments. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's get excited about something. Um, yeah. I think it's just. It's, yeah. Okay. I think it's safe to say we've never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom. We annoy our family, our friends, and now our, our devoted listeners. Um, if you've stuck around past that really dry, <laughs> thirsty moment episode. Um, Welcome to Geek Out, where we will offer up our humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading. So, Alyssa, what are you geeking out about this week? Um, I want to talk about, did you see the Jurassic World short film that was put on YouTube yesterday? I did not. Okay. So, I don't know how, like, invested you are in Jurassic Park and that. that oh, I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. OG, OG Jurassic OG Park. OG Jurassic Park. But the right. I like the Jurassic World and the second Jurassic World, I forget what it's called. I'm not a fan. Like I just I've seen them both, but it just it feels really hollow and there's just nothing mm. that makes me care. But they released this Battle at Big Rock um short film that's actually super good. Like they made a better story in eight minutes than the previous two movies combined. Like, it was this family. Because, okay, I don't. have you seen the latest one? So I've seen the first Chris Pat, Pratt one, but I was not interested enough to see the second, only because it looked like a lot of the dinosaurs were going to die. And it's I true. didn't want to see that. It's true, yeah. That part was really chilling. But, yeah, basically at the end of the episode, or end of the, the movie— we're talking about movies, not television, Alyssa. Um, <laughs> On to movies. At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, dinosaurs, like, get out and they're, like, in the world now. And oh, so, fuck yeah. Yeah. So this short film kind of deals with the repercussions of that. And it's this family at this, like, um, campground. And it's this, like, beautiful multiracial family. Like, they are obviously, like, a couple that had been previously with other people and have combined their kids and it's just really sweet, and their kids are super cute. And then these dinosaurs show up and start fighting, and it's so tense. Like, I cared more about this family in two minutes than I did about Chris Pratt in two movies. And it's just, like, it was so good. Go watch it. It's definitely worth your time. And I hope they don't trick me into going to see a third Jurassic World movie. But if that family's in it, I will go see it again. So is this 
Is this like independently made or is this like No, no, no. it's like an official the- it's like an official oh. Jurassic World short film. Andre Holland is in it. Did you see I mean obviously <gasps> obviously you saw ah. Moonlight. Yeah, he's the father and it's like, "Yes, why do we have to sit through Chris Pratt when Andre oh Holland gosh. is right there?" That's all you had to say. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. It's Ugh. so good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I mean, I love Jurassic Park and I I didn't even mind like the first Chris Pratt one only because it was like fresh and new again and it like gave us an excuse to like watch dinosaurs which i love and plus bryce dallas howard i fucking she was, love her i do too uh, but she's so underutilized in those movies so so underutilized yeah but at the same time there were moments where she's like running in heels in the jungle and like shooting like dinosaurs out of the sky and i those are the moments like i clung to yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was not enough to like go see the second one i watched I it just, i watched it when it hit hbo like i didn't ugh, see it in oh, theaters yeah i guess so you didn't have to pay for it really right. but <laughs> um yeah i don't want to put any more money towards chris pratt at this uh, point in my life i like, think i'm done with that phase here's, so. yeah i think we're all kind of over chris pratt here's how over chris pratt i am he is introduced in the second film he's like wearing plaid and building his own house in the mountains and i didn't mm. give a shit and that's like my jam and I was like, get off my screen. I don't care about you. Dude, that sucks because you know some marketing people were just like, this, this is going to get, get the girls really horny. Yeah, like, exactly. They're going to love it. Exactly. And they failed. Yeah, no. Sorry. It's, well, it's not their fault. That's that's a solid bet. It's just you bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Show me Chris Evans doing that and I'll uh, get Ooh. on board. So, yes. But yeah. Sorry, Brett. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Um Okay, well, I'm going to geek out about Big Mouth Season 3. The trailer came out today. Amazing. Amazing. I can't wait. Look. I can't wait. I was a little peeved because uh, Netflix canceled Tuka and Birdie. I know. And And they they gave Big Mouth, like, two more seasons. I think it was even three. I think it was three. uh, Probably. It was probably 15. I don't know. Yeah. But they, it was, it felt like it. All was all kind of announced at the same time, like yeah. around the same time. So it felt like very like ugh, crushing. Uh, yeah. Um, Tuk- and I still Tuk and Birdie I, was so good. We should have had so seventeen good. seasons of that show. I loved it so I much. I mean, I hope it lives somewhere else. I hope that it can find a place somewhere. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't like what other place other than Netflix has shows like that. Maybe HBO. Maybe. They have animals, yeah. but like I just I can't see it living anywhere other than Netflix. Well, my secret hope is that so Amazon is doing has done Undone with That's Raphael right. Bob Waxberg, who has done Bojack. Yes. And so Lisa Hannawalt, who did she worked Tuka on Birdie, Bojack. Yeah. She did animation for Bojack. So I'm hoping there's some kind of pulling some strings in the in the behind the scenes, you know, that can be done and maybe it can find a life there. I don't think it's going to be something that happens immediately if it happens at all yeah but all that to say when we found out that Tuka and Birdie was done but Big Mouth was getting a few more seasons it really like was a bit bittersweet it stung and, it and I me, say like, that as someone who loves Big Mouth like it's still I fucking love Big Mouth it's a great show so good but it's still it hurt my feelings a bit it did um but then to see this trailer for season three it just got me so excited again yes <sighs> God, there's going to be so much good stuff. This They're coming. So I guess, like, the kids are kind of coming into their own sexually. And we're going to, like, coming. we're going to talk about toxic. I know. <laughs> I'm Nick sorry. Nick you can hire I'm me sorry. anytime. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're, like, 
you know, puberty is happening. They're really getting into their desires and their urges. And uh, it like opens the trailer opens with like this like game show <laughs> about like touching yourself and just anything like just the chance to hear Maya Rudolph voice the hormone monstrous. Oh, like, my God. I would I would kill to like hear her do that all the time because she's just her. Her ability to, like, do voice acting is just... Incredible. There's no one else. Like, there's no one else on par with her. She deserves an Emmy just for how she says bubble bath. Like, that's... Oh, my God. Bubble (laughs) bath. Bubble bath. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. And if you don't watch the show... Watch it. I'm sure you think, like, we're, like, fucking maniacs, but... (laughs) I don't know. It's one of those shows that I'm always kind of like, do I suggest this to people? I don't know. It depends on the person. 100%. I suggest it to my, like, teacher friends. Oh, God. You should show this to, like, your four grade class they would really appreciate it and they're probably going through this shit right. like you won't get fired at all it's fine yeah it's totally pg it's really age appropriate <laughs> no i i do think it's like i mean obviously i think we uh relate to it because we've gone we through that it. so now we can look back and like laugh at it right but i think like i do I mean, think there would be some value dirty. in showing teens yeah, yeah. i think so I like i think there's something you can relate to about that and maybe yeah maybe when they're in high school and so they've They've passed this phase of, like, they know, you know, any kind of dirty joke that's happening, they're going to get it. it. Yeah. But they're still, like, struggling with sexuality and struggling with, like, you know what I mean, coming into that. Yeah. So, but anyway, plus, all this to say. Plus the queer, queer eye, guys. guys. Yes. Woo! Oh, my God. Hearing Jonathan Van Ness say, Jesus in my vagina. <laughs> I need to, like, <laughs> like put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got so excited when I saw Jonathan. Ugh. Jonathan, like, as in cartoon form. Amazing. Um, oh God, I cannot wait. I mean, what a stroke of genius. Good yeah. job, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's weird because I saw them, like, posting um, on Instagram, like, posting, like, little cartoons of themselves. Yes. And I was like, those look like fucking Big Mouth characters. Oh, like, yeah. What, what 100%. is this for? Yeah. I didn't really realize. And then this came out, and I was like, oh, my, oh my God, God. That's what it was. Yeah. I got so excited. Yeah. I geeked out. It's going to be great. And I love that it's, like, coming up in, like, three weeks. So yes. we don't have to wait very I like long. when they do that, when they're just like, hey, you've been waiting. Here's a trailer. It's coming, it's coming very soon. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, not having to, yeah. not having to wait. So. I'm done waiting like two years for a show. Ugh. Game of Thrones, that's the only show I'm going to do it for, and I really regret doing it for it oh, this God. last season. Yeah. So not worth it. Not You're worth not getting it. me again, TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode. And until next time, destiny is all, bitches. 